Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs. From her debut album, to her ninth studio album, to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today's episode is episode 9 of season 2 and the Fearless Taylor's version era. Today's song is track number 9, You're Not Sorry, Taylor's version. You're Not Sorry was written by Taylor Swift. The stolen version was produced by Taylor and Nathan Chapman. And Taylor's version was produced by Taylor and Christopher Rao. There are four release dates for this song. For the stolen version, it was released as a promotional single on the Countdown to Fearless on October 28th, 2008. Then it was released on the album on November 11th, 2008. Then there was a remix version released on CSI Crime Scene Investigation on March 5th, 2009. And the episode that aired on that date was one in which Taylor made an acting appearance. Then finally, Taylor's version was released with the album on April 9th, 2021. You're Not Sorry was written about an ex-boyfriend who was not who he appeared to be. It is theorized to be about Joan Jonas as a response to the Jonas Brothers song, Sorry. Taylor has said such about the song background in that he came across as Prince Charming, which I would say is a love story white horse callback. When Taylor found out secrets about this ex-boyfriend, she said, and one by one, I would figure them out. I would find out who he really was. She describes the state she was in when writing You're Not Sorry as, quote, the breaking point, end quote, and goes on to explain, you know what? Don't even think that you can keep on hurting me. So for the music video section of the history of this song, on season nine, episode 16 of CSI Crime Scene Investigation, the episode titled Turn, Turn, Turn that aired on March 5th, 2009, the You're Not Sorry remix is featured in the episode and Taylor plays a character called Haley Jones. Not quite a music video, but I figured this was a good category to place these details under. Then there was a lyric video for Tell Me Why Taylor's version, which was released on April 9th, 2021. There are a few performances of You're Not Sorry. It was performed at all venues of the Fearless Tour. It was performed as a medley with Justin Timberlake's What Goes Around Comes Around. During this performance, Taylor wore a black cocktail dress with sparkly embellishments. She started the song playing the piano and singing it and ended the medley sitting on the piano bench holding the mic. You're Not Sorry was performed at an exclusive performance hosted by 95.8 Capital FM, the 2009 Academy of Country Music Awards, and the 2009 CMA Music Festival. It was performed at all venues of the Speak Now Tour as a medley with Back to December and One Republic's Apologize. During these performances, Taylor wore a teal sheer prom gown. She played a white piano. 
The intro to the song was a bridge being lowered onto the stage as music box tunes played. Then her backup dancers and band lined across the bridge and played violin. Then finally, You're Not Sorry was performed at two venues of the Red Tour as a part of the acoustic set on the B stage. It was performed on March 29th, 2013 in Newark, New Jersey, and on April 11th, 2014 in Orlando, Florida. It is certified platinum in the U.S. The hidden message for You're Not Sorry is she can have you. This is referencing the relationship Taylor had when she wrote the song that ended badly. There are implied instances of potential cheating. Finally, this song belongs to the Fearless Taylor's Version chapter, the Halfway Out the Door chapter. Let's break down the lyrics for You're Not Sorry, Taylor's Version. For the introduction, it is a haunting piano melody that is then joined by the violin. It literally reminds me of an acoustic version of the haunted intro melody. Go back and listen to both these intros back to back and you will see what I mean. For the remix introduction, there is a synthetic beat and all this time is repeated throughout the introduction. I am trying to recall, but I feel like the remix version of You're Not Sorry was the first version of the song I ever heard. I don't recall the original version being the one I heard first. I could be getting that mixed up in my mind, but for some reason, the remix version is the one that's most familiar to me. Verse one, all this time I was wasting. Instant regret is what I wrote down. <laughs> Taylor has regret for wasted time. Now, I've recently come across this theory that there is no such thing as wasted time. But I wonder if that goes a little too close to the theory that everything happens for a reason, which I don't subscribe to necessarily. But I don't know if things can be labeled as wasted time. If one can find purpose or meaning or lessons or growth from something. I don't know. I think it could go either way. I think it's too nuanced to just blanket statement that. Either way, Taylor feels in this moment that she has wasted this time with this ex-boyfriend. Hoping you would come around. This is the sentiment that during this wasted time, during this time of the relationship, Taylor's hoping this person would change. She kept wishing upon it. She kept, as she goes on to say, giving out chances every time. This is usually a false hope. Hoping your partner will change usually doesn't happen. She goes on to sing, and all you do is let me down. She agrees with this theory that usually people do not change. Taylor is expressing this sadness. She doesn't want to be right, but she has been proved right by this ex in their relationship. And it's taken me this long, baby, but I've figured you out. This is in reference to that wasted time. Taylor saying, I can't believe that it took me this long. I can't believe that I didn't see this sooner. I can't believe I didn't see the warning signs. But as she has mentioned, when she's talked about this song, Taylor gathered her secrets. She compiled her list. She wrote out what she wanted to say in the notes app on her phone. Regardless of how long it takes, figuring this out and then regaining that power, that is the thing we should be focused on. That is the admirable thing. Doesn't matter how long it takes. It matters what we do with the information once we have it. And your thinking will be fine again, but not this time around. This shows that this ex didn't necessarily want to end things when Taylor ended things. They had this false view of the relationship 
And Taylor is saying, no, this is the end. I'm making the call now. This reminds me of Tell Me Why from last week. The lyric, you might think I'm bulletproof, but I'm not. When Taylor stands up for herself and gives herself that closure, this is Taylor closing the door on the relationship. Chorus one, you don't have to call anymore. This really embodies the sentiments of apologize by one republic. It's saying, don't even bother. It'll do you no good. I can understand why she made those two songs into a medley because the sentiments are the same. And musically, the song really builds into this first chorus. I won't pick up the phone. This is the last straw. I already mentioned it, but this song really leads perfectly from Tell Me Why. It makes sense that they are back to back in the album. Tell Me Why details all the frustration of the relationship and the going through of it all. And then the song ends with, I take a step back. I let you go. I told you I'm not bulletproof. Now you know. Now this last straw was the whole song of Tell Me Why, in my opinion. And this is Taylor then responding. This is the response to the song. They really fit well together. Don't want to hurt anymore. Taylor needs to begin healing and giving herself that closure. And it starts with closing the door. And you can tell me that you're sorry, but I don't believe you, baby. An apology is usually unnecessary in these situations because A, we usually won't believe them. B, it's too little too late. And C, we've either begun or have moved on. While an apology is nice, it is not necessary to seek out. We give ourselves this closure in these types of situations. We don't need closure from somebody else. That's It will rarely come in the form that we wish it to. Like I did before, you're not sorry. No, 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 no. We get our first title lyric. And the song structure is the same as Tell Me Why. I know I keep referencing it, but I really do believe there's so many similarities. But the song structure is the same in that both choruses end with the message of the song and the title lyric. Tell Me Why is the end of the first chorus. You're Not Sorry is the end of the first chorus. The parallels are there. Verse 2. You are looking so innocent. Musically, the song softens to go back into the verse from the chorus. I might believe you if I didn't know. This speaks to a couple things. First, it speaks to the implied impression Taylor's ex was leaving in the public eye. For instance, in the court of public opinion, this person was winning the game, if you can call it a game. Taylor felt like all the truth wasn't on the table. The secrets that she had gathered, they weren't there for everyone to see. And not necessarily that they should be. But this innocence that is being portrayed is not what Taylor is seeing. And then secondly, it speaks to the fact that Taylor gave lots of chances before in the relationship. That's why this is the last straw, because there were several straws before that. I might believe you if I didn't know means she has believed him in the past. Could have loved you all my life if you hadn't left me waiting in the cold. That's a nice little cold as you throwback. We love that. And you got your share of secrets. This is referencing the quote Taylor made about this song when she said, and one by one, I would figure them out. I would find out who he really was. And I'm tired of being the last to know. Taylor is feeling betrayed here. She's feeling misled, but it is only adding fuel to her position of moving on, of shutting this door, closing this chapter. And now you're asking me to listen because it's worked each time before. Again, 
ties into tell me why Taylor has gone back to this ex before, but literally this is the last time, the last straw. And she'll go on to write a song literally called the last time. Chorus two, we have a subtle difference between chorus one and chorus two in that the beginning word, there is no conjunction in chorus one, but chorus two starts with, but you don't have to call anymore. Then further down in the chorus, we get a different no melody. You're not sorry. No, no, no. It's a different, it's only three no's this time, and it's a different melody slash lead out of the chorus. She repeats the phrase, you are not sorry. No, no, no. Again, different than the first chorus. And then we go into a musical interlude before heading into the bridge. You had me crawling for you, honey. The song softens, and this speaks to the humiliation that Taylor is feeling and coming from. She literally feels so low. If you remember and tell me why, she says she's on the ground. This is that crawling metaphor, that sensation of being low. And it never would have gone away. No, you used to shine so bright, but I watched all of it fade. She has taken off the rose-colored glasses as she is processing through this song. We go into chorus three. So you don't have to call anymore. Again, a different lead-in word. We started with no lead-in word, then but in chorus two, and finish with so in chorus three. The song builds musically. I won't pick up the phone. This is the last straw. There's nothing left to beg for. This is the big lyric change in the third and final chorus. I love this power Taylor closed herself with in these final moments of the song. It's beautiful. And you can tell me that you're sorry, but I don't believe you, baby, like I did before. You're not sorry. No, no, no. We head into the outro of the song. You're not sorry. And Taylor finishes by repeating no multiple times. Taylor is manifesting at this end. She's reclaiming. There is power in this repetition of the word no. She does not want this person or this experience for her life any longer. This song to me, this is the moment of wanting to drunk text an ex or reach out and taking back your power. This is the moment where you regain what you felt you lost and you come out stronger. You are not sorry to me feels like that power. We do not have any Taylor's trends in You're Not Sorry. We haven't had a Taylor trends-less song in a while, but I present to you this moment and we will move on to the next segment. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to this week. This week's version of Taylor. Okay. Unlike the Taylor's Trend segment, we have lots of news this week. The biggest one, oh, I can hardly wait to talk about it. Taylor received an honorary doctorate of fine arts degree at the New York University graduation on May 18th, which was live streamed. Oh my goodness. Before the event, Taylor posted a reel slash TikTok. It was her en route and getting ready for the ceremony. The song See You Soon by Biba Doobie. <laughs> 
pardon me if that is not correct, was playing in the background and the caption read, wearing a cap and gown for the very first time. See you soon, NYU. The ceremony, I watched it all. I worked the night shift prior and I stayed up to watch it. The ceremony was so emotional. The speech that Taylor gave was just brilliant and inspiring and nostalgic and future thinking and so inspirational. If you haven't had a chance to watch the ceremony yet, or her speech at least, I highly recommend that you stop this podcast and go do it right now. It's about a 20-minute speech. It is amazing. During these, all these proceedings, there was a hashtag trending 22 graduates version. Taylor's father, Scott, was giving away guitar picks at the ceremony. And then the day after, Taylor was active on TikTok liking fan videos and made one comment, which was super fun for all of us. It was an amazing day and congratulations, Dr. Taylor Swift. We got a new snippet of the Carolina song from Where the Crawdads Sing, which will be in theaters on July 15th. There is no word yet on the song release date, but we are now able to pre-save the song. We found out this week that Taylor wrote Carolina prior to Where the Crawdads Sing being filmed. Super excited for this song. Taylor surpassed 12 million followers on TikTok and 211 million followers on Instagram. Taylor will be honored with a Broadway tribute show on June 27th. They will sing her hits in new arrangements with a 14-piece orchestra. This is only a ticketed event, but I do hope that it will be somewhere on the internet that I can watch and post at some point. And finally, Taylor won International Female Artist of the Year at the 2022 Tudo Information Awards. That's all for this week's version of Taylor and You're Not Sorry Taylor's version. Next week, we will be covering The Way I Loved You, Taylor's version, and we will have a guest on the podcast, so make sure you come back to see who it is. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>